He offers a rest. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. 
Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness. Good evening, everybody. I want to welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship. And this is our Wednesday night refreshing, where times of refreshing come from God's presence. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful. And we're ready to receive of your refreshing that comes from heaven. And Lord, we thank you that you are pouring out your goodness and your blessing upon us. And Lord, we just give you the high praises tonight. And we glorify your name. And we welcome you here. And Lord, we just lift you on high. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
give God the highest praise. Hallelujah. Oh, we offer to you the high praise, O oh Lord God Almighty. We praise you in this place, Lord Jesus. For we know that you inhabit the praises of your people. Oh, we exalt you on high. We bless your name. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You are worthy of our praise. We put our eyes on you, our hope in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Our praise reaches the heavens. Our praise ascends into the throne room. We have one who is worthy of our praise. He is Christ the Lord. Jesus, the Son of God and the Son of Man. Hallelujah to your name, Lord Jesus. We bless you with our heart and our soul and our strength. All that we have within us, Lord, all that we are. We give you the glory that you are worthy. Worthy are you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Our hearts are stirred. And we love you, Lord. We love your word. We love your way of doing things. We love your kingdom. Hallelujah. And Lord, I thank you that you speak to us. for you from my heart to your heart from my mouth to your mouth from my mind to your mind my word will keep you and sustain you my word will create in you what you need oh receive my word and yield to my word. For it is the victory way. It is the way to defeat your enemies. It is the sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Don't they do a, a great job? Hallelujah. Well, if you didn't know it, 
Sean and Gabriel will be heading to Oklahoma tomorrow with us, and uh, we're going to take them there, get them set up, and uh, we're excited for the next season that God has for them. Amen. Amen. So uh, Pastor Fiona and I will be gone, and uh, this Sunday we're going to have Pastor Nelson minister the word, and uh, there's no service uh, next Wednesday night. That's the last Wednesday. And then uh, our Barnabas group will also meet on the last Saturday of the month at 8.30. And uh, that's going to be a great time. And then uh, on August 1st, we're going to have uh, Sadie Krills, Minister of the Word. And it uh, be great to bring some people. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I just wanted to mention something before we dismiss the kids for tonight. I just want to ask you a question. Do you have a generous heart? What does it mean to have a generous heart? It's a heart that is noble and forbearing in thought and behavior. It's liberal in giving and showing. That's the one good place to be a liberal. It's in giving, amen? It's marked by bounteous giving and abundance. It's ample, rich, and favored. How many are favored tonight? Amen? To be generous means to be big-hearted, to be selfless, willing to give yourself and your possessions, and uh, in Proverbs 11, 24, the Bible says, The generous soul shall be made rich. How many want to be made rich? Well, you can, be, you can become rich by a seed. Amen. In your giving tonight, you can give any time during the service in our containers here or there. Those of you that are watching this, you can give online. It's good to give. Amen. And it's uh, an investment into the anointing of God. And, uh, Father, we just thank you for the gifts that your givers bring to your house and put in your kingdom, Lord. And we thank you that you receive it in heaven and you pour out a blessing so rich and so grand and so wonderful on the givers, Lord. You protect them, you provide for them, and you prosper them in all things. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, we have some kids' life. Amen with some wonderful kids. We're going to dismiss you now, kids, for your class. And we appreciate our teachers and those willing to uh, step up and train the next generation. Thank you so much. Enjoy the presence of God. Hallelujah. Everybody say a fresh word. I got a fresh word tonight. Could you use a fresh word? You didn't come here just to hear it, though. You came here to hear it and do it, didn't you? How many doers are sitting in the building tonight? How many doers are watching this online? Right? You're active listeners. Hallelujah. Well, let's get into the Word tonight. And I want you to go to the book of Acts, chapter 6. Acts, chapter 6. And uh, we're going to start with verse 1 there. And we'll read to about verse 8. And, you know, 
Whenever God wants someone to do something, whenever there's a need in the body of Christ, you know, he just doesn't want anybody to fill that need. He wants some people who are full of something. Amen? And we're going to, be, we're going to find out tonight what we need to be full of. You know, God fills you so that you can serve. God doesn't fill you to say, look at how full I am. See, because you're not really full until what's inside you overflows. Acts chapter 6 and verse 1. In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied. God is in the disciple multiplication business. He wants disciples to be multiplied. And guess what? Sheep beget sheep. There arose a murmuring of the Grecians, or the the Greek-speaking Jews, against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration or the daily serving of food. You know, they had 3,000 people get born again in one day, and they held things in common because they didn't have a church building. You know, they met in homes, they met in the temple, right? They, They regularly met. And uh, they're growing, and and, and this proved a good problem. So verse 2, Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples, and said unto them, and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among yourselves seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenius and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they had set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. I'm going to lay hands on you tonight. Amen? And uh, the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. The priests were getting saved. Amen. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. All right. What does it mean to be full? Because Stephen was full of something. And it was a requirement to be full in order to serve. God just doesn't want empty vessels. He wants vessels with something on the inside. Amen. So what it means to be full, it means to be abounding. 
It means to be complete, complete. We need some Christians who abound with the anointing. We need some Christians who abound with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You got too much Holy Ghost. You got to share it with someone else. Right? He's not an it, by the way. He's a person. But you got too much Holy Ghost that you got to share him with someone else. It means to be completely occupied with. We need some Christians who are completely occupied with God's kingdom, with God's work, with God's will. Amen? We got to be completely occupied. This word full means full of the presence of the Lord. And we, we got to have some Christians who are full of God's presence. Amen? We're going to get full tonight. Well, you say, I am full, but you could use another dose. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. Amen? When, you, when it comes to the things of God and the Holy Ghost, a little dab's not going to do you. God wants to smear the anointing all over you. We're going to get smeared tonight. We're going to get covered tonight. We're going to get lathered tonight. <laughs> This is what the word full means. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It means covered in every part. Oh my, we need some Christians who are covered with God. This word means thoroughly permeated with. We need some Christians that walk into a room, they emit a holy fragrance. Like someone who just went to the perfume counter and was trying out different perfumes. This, this word full means lacking nothing and perfect. Perfect in the Bible means mature. We need some mature believers. What's a mature believer? One who walks in love. They love God and they love people. So the fullness of Stephen, all right? God fills you with himself, his word, and his spirit so that you can serve others. What was the purpose of Stephen being filled? So he could wait on tables. Think about that. He had to be full of the spirit of God and integrity and wisdom to serve tables. (laughs) Hallelujah. So God fills you. With himself, his word, and his spirit so that you can serve others. He fills you with his life, his purpose, his calling, his love, and his power. Isn't that what God does? You can never walk away from, well, God sets a table with more than enough for anybody who wants something on that table. You can get second, thirds, and fourths, and God's never going to run out. The supply of God is never diminished. Spiritual fullness should positively affect every area of your life. It's not something that you, that you have in a moment. It's something that you live with, you go to bed with, you wake up with, you work with, you, you have fun with. You, you ought to be full in every area of your life of God. Spiritual fullness is something that we should, it should be a continual thing. Because 
You could, you could be washing the dishes and pray in tongues and get full. You could be vacuuming the carpet, singing praises to God and get full. Amen? So spiritual fullness should affect, should positively affect every area of your life. It's something you walk in continually. That's what, we, that's what we need to do. When your car needs gas, what do you do? When you're hungry, what do you do? When you're thirsty, what do you do? You go get something to drink, right? You go put gas in the car. You go to the fridge or the cupboard and get something to eat. Amen? And guess what? The moment you eat, it satisfies the hunger, doesn't it? Well, when you're spiritually depleted, you can come and get full. You can praise God. You can speak in tongues. You can read the word. There's all kinds of ways to get full. Spiritual fullness occurs when what is inside begins to flow outward. See, this bottle right here, it's not full. It's got a little bit more room that you could put something else in it. But when it's full, it begins to overflow. See, if it's, if it's still within the container, it's not full. Because fullness was meant to help others. Amen? Jesus ministered out of the overflow. The Bible says that he had the spirit without measure. That's why he could pray all night and minister all day. That's why he could call in the fish and loaves and multiply them like it was nothing. Why? He walked in a spiritual overflow. I mean... He overflowed so much that his clothes were anointed. Wasn't there power in his clothes? There was power in his hands. There was power in his words. There was power in his footsteps. When he entered a room, demons got crazy. Didn't they? They, 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 they raised their voice. Why? He walked in the overflow. And guess what? He wants us to be like him. See, I'm getting full tonight. Spiritual fullness is seen and felt and experienced by others. Who chose the people to serve? The people. So there must, spiritual fullness must be able to be seen and experienced by others. You must, they must have made a determination who was full in order to choose them. Right? The apostle said, you choose out among you. And the Bible says it pleased the multitude. So there's got to be some evidence that someone is full. You can't just take their word for it. Because right. <laughs> fullness is going to be seen, heard, felt, and experienced. It's, it's going to be like electricity emanating from you. What, what happens when you get close to a fire? You feel the heat. Don't you? The further away you get from it, the colder you get. But the closer you get to it, you start feeling the heat. Amen? We got to be like a fire that people can feel our heat. Come on. God needs people who are full to serve and minister. Why? If we're not full and we're serving or ministering, 
We're, em- we're, we're ministering out of depleted supply. We're ministering out of the flesh. Why do you think that I take so much time to study and pray before I minister so I can get full? Amen? God needs people who are full to help proclaim, to help build his kingdom. Are you helping God build his kingdom or are you tearing down his kingdom? Just a thought. God does not want empty vessels to serve in any position. He wants filled vessels to serve. When the right people who are full of God are put in the right position, the message of God grows. Verse 7 says, once they put those people in place, the message increased. The message increased. In other words, more people were hearing the message. What's so important about hearing the message? Faith comes by hearing the word. People get saved by hearing the gospel. When you got people who are full of God in the right place and in the right position, the message ought to increase. It did in Acts. Verse 7 says, the message increased. Amen? How many want the message to increase? Well, then guess what? We, ha- we all have to be full so that we can do our part to the fullest. Every one of us in this room has a part. Every one of us. Amen? And when we put all of our parts together, God's will gets done. All right? It Disciples continue to increase greatly. Notice, when they put full people into positions... The work expanded. Amen? It didn't decrease. It expanded. And others became obedient to the faith. Other people were getting saved. Amen? Why? Because you got full people ministering to empty people, and the empty people are getting full, and then they're ministering to other people who are empty. That's how it works. God fills you so that you can help someone else with what's inside of you, with the fullness that's inside of you. Amen? God fills you up so that you can share it. Isn't that what Jesus came to do? He, he anointed disciples, didn't he? He commissioned them to do what he did. Right? Hallelujah. Even Moses was instructed that he couldn't do everything himself. Right? His father Jethro said, what you're doing is too much. No one is an island to themselves. We need each other. Even Jesus had disciples, didn't he? He had 12 disciples, right? He recruited them himself. And one was a devil. The treasurer was the devil. Paul had Timothy... Titus, Silas, Barnabas, and many others, didn't he? Why? He started churches and he put pastors in the churches that he started. All right? So what was Stephen full of? He was full of a few things. And guess what? Stephen is just like you and I. We are just like Stephen. Even for the littlest task in the kingdom, God wants you full of his spirit. So number one, Stephen was full of integrity. 
How many know God's interested in your integrity? He's interested in your character, your honest living, being, your word is your bond, right? How you live is how you are, whether someone's watching or not, that's integrity. Stephen had a good reputation, didn't he? He was, he was, the apostle says, choose from among you, verse 3, they said, choose men with a good reputation, one that others testify to their goodness. Right? Ananias, he was a, a devout man according to the standard of the law. He was well spoken of by all the Jews. That's what Paul testified in Acts 22. The one who got Paul filled with the Holy Spirit, he was a good man. Say, I'm a good person. Why? Because God is good and God is in me. Right? If God is good and he's in you, then God's goodness is in you. We gotta have we gotta be full of integrity. God promotes integrity more than he promotes gifts. If you're simply relying on the gifts of God, you're gonna fall short. Because you need the integrity. Right? What you believe is worth walking out, isn't it? And we need to walk out our faith. We need to live our faith. Amen? In every situation. The Bible says of Cornelius, he, he was a, a centurion. He was upright, God-fearing, a, a God-fearing man, well spoken of by all the Jews. All the Jewish people. Right? He was a good man. But he was missing something. He was missing the Holy Spirit. And God wanted to fill this good man with the Holy Spirit. So and he sent an angel to tell him, I want, I'm going to connect you with Peter. And Peter came to his house not knowing what he was going to do. And God filled the good man with the Holy Spirit. He gave him the missing ingredient. He gave him the power and the fullness so that he, his goodness could expand. You can only do so much on your own goodness. But when you combine the Holy Spirit with your goodness, whoo! So... Stephen was full of integrity. Number two, Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? He was a tongue talker. Because the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost was they spoke in tongues. 120 tongue talkers. Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. That means he was a tongue talker. Amen? And we know that from Luke 4, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. When you're full of the Spirit, you're led by the Spirit. You're doing things because the Spirit of God is leading you. We have to be very careful of letting outward things lead us. We got to be led by the Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. How many sons of God do we have? That includes daughters, by the way. Well, then you're led by the Spirit. So Stephen was a tongue talker, and he was led by the Holy Spirit. Right? Hallelujah. 
In Acts 2, 4, the 120 that were gathered, the Bible says they were all filled. Guess what? It's not hard to be filled. You don't have to toil or tarry to be filled. All you got to do is, how many ever seen a nest of baby birds? How does the mama bird know that they're hungry? Because they're in that nest and they're going like this. Right? If you've ever seen a nature program, the, the, the male or the female bird, whoever it is, birds, the species are different. They're going out, they're gathering, they come back and they got this nest full of open beaks, right? And, and, and the parent bird just puts the food into their mouth, right? Because they're showing that they're hungry. How are we showing God that we're hungry? You're telling me that you're not hungry. Right? But a hungry person is engaged. A hungry person is alert. A hungry person is watching. A hungry person is ready to yield. You're at the red light and you're waiting for that light to turn green and you're ready to go. You got your foot on the gas, right? And once the light turns green, zoom, you go. Once the Holy Ghost starts moving, you're moving with him. He's your dance partner, but he gets the lead. And you're just following his steps. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, in verse, in Acts 2.38, he told the group of unbelievers who were gathered because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He says, repent... Change your old way of thinking. You know, sometimes your old way of thinking prevents you from being filled with God's freshness. Turn from your sinful ways, accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah. Be baptized, each one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. That means get born again. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift. And just like any gift, you either receive it or reject it. Right? He's a gift. Receive your gift. How many of you, when someone gives you a wrap gift, you just admire the wrapping paper? You spend hours and hours just admiring. No, you don't. Right? When someone gives you a wrap gift, you can... Maybe you can care a little bit about the wrapping paper, but what you want to do is you want to open it so that you can receive the gift. You, the gift is more valuable than the wrapping paper. Some people are too fascinated with the wrapping paper and they miss the value of the gift. You're too concerned about the package that the Holy Spirit comes in. You're too concerned about the outward expression than you are about the inward power. Was, was Stephen full of the Holy Ghost? Why was he full of the Holy Ghost? To serve. He had to be filled with the Holy Spirit to serve tables. And then the same people who were filled in Acts 2 were filled again in Acts 4. 
after God shook the house, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Someone who's full of the Holy Spirit, they speak in tongues, they're led by the Holy Spirit, and they speak the word of God fearlessly, boldly. They're always pointing people to the word. I wish Pastor Douglas could point me to the word. Forget it. I'm always going to point you to the word. When you get tired of hearing it, you're just about now getting it. Amen? Did you know that Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit before he started preaching? Ananias, Paul had scales on his eyes. Ananias came in and laid his hands on him and said, be filled. And Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit that equipped him to be the apostle that he is. I say that he is because he still exists. He's just in heaven. Amen? We're going to get to meet Paul someday. We're going to get to talk with Paul. We're going to get to talk with Peter. But until that time, we've got to be full and do the work that God's called us to do. Amen. Days are too short to remain empty. Yeah. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. I'm reading from the Amplified. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19. We're going to get filled tonight. Yeah. Ephesians 3.19 And that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience and that you may be filled up throughout your being. How many want to be filled throughout your being? With to all the fullness of God. God wants to talk himself so full in you. You are a God vessel. You were meant for God to fill you up and to flow out of you. With all the fullness of God. Oh my goodness. So that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your life. How many want a rich experience of God's presence? I'm telling you, God wants his presence in us so that it can come out of us. Glory to God. Completely filled and flooded with God. Oh yeah, there's a flood. We're going to get flooded, but it's not with water. It's with God's presence. It's with his holiness. It's with his fire. It's with his passion and compassion. Hallelujah. It's with his power. The floodgates have been opened. Just some people like ankle deep. Some people like it up to their knees, but God wants you swimming. Come on, we got to be swimming in God's presence. Another thing, you know, the Bible says don't be drunk with wine, which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You can get filled speaking psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. It produces a fullness in you. And it has the same effects of being drunk like wine without this negative side effects. You know, if God was to advertise his word, he would say, no side effects, yeah. right? If God was a drug company, he'd say, this, this drug, HG and JC, right? The Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ, it will help you, it will heal you, it will cure you, it will strengthen you, and it has no negative side effects. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. I think some of the side effects are worse than the actual thing. Another thing that Stephen was full of, he was full of wisdom. He was full of prudence, insight, intelligence, sophistication. The Greek word for the wisdom is is the root word for sophistication. It's sophie. It's the art of using wisdom. It's skill to make wise and equitable distribution. It's discretion. It's aptitude for practical business. Pharaoh had a dream that he couldn't figure out. But one of the persons in the court encountered a man in prison who interpreted his dream two years ago. And he said, oh, there's a man in prison who interpreted my dream and it came to pass. Maybe he could help you. Go get him. So they get Joseph. He shaves. He cleans up. He puts on some clean clothes and he goes before Pharaoh. And he interprets the dream, right? And Pharaoh says, who could we find a man that has the spirit of wisdom in him? Oh, Joseph was the only one in Egypt that had the spirit of wisdom that could administer the task, that could do what God wanted done to save his people, and Pharaoh put him in charge. That's what the spirit of wisdom will do. God says he's given to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of his son Jesus. Say, I'm full of wisdom. Say, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Say, I'm full of integrity. Hallelujah. These were things that Stephen was full of. All right? And Stephen was full of faith. He was full of the word. He was full of being persuaded that God is able. Amen? We got to walk around knowing that God is able. He is able to provide. He is able to change my circumstances. He is able to help me. Amen. He is able to take care of this or that or whatever. Say, my God is able. We got to walk around with some confidence. When you're full of faith, you're not walking around with your head down saying, oh my. You're walking around saying, oh yes. Hallelujah. We got to be full of faith. Stephen was full of faith. He was full. He was chalked full. It was flowing out of him. Right? When he delivered your coffee, you got some faith coffee. When he delivered your sandwich, you got a faith sandwich. When he delivered the dessert, you got the faith dessert. Stephen walked around with confidence, knowing that he could do the impossible. Knowing that God put him there to meet needs. Okay? So he was full of faith. When we're full of faith, we please God. We receive from God. We activate God. Faith activates God's power. By your faith, you've been made whole. Your faith can activate God's power. Your faith performs miracles. Your faith causes you to live victoriously. Your faith resists the devil. 
You know, the Bible says resist the devil in faith. Amen? By your faith, you can resist your enemy. You can immobilize the enemy. You can silence the enemy by faith. If he's talking to you, you can tell him to shut up, and he has to. He has to obey. When you're full of faith, you possess promises. When you're full of faith, you work the works of Jesus. When you're full of faith, you move mountains. When you're full of faith, you break barriers. When you're full of faith, you kill giants. And when you're full of faith, you dispossess enemies. When you encounter someone on something that God says is yours, you have the faith to kick them off and to possess it and to take ownership of it and to take over in the name of Jesus. And they can't do anything about it. They can't stop you. Just like Jericho couldn't stop Joshua. Come on. When you're full of faith, this is what happens. Amen? Say, I'm full of faith. And then in verse 8 of Acts 6, the Bible says, in the Amplified, it says, Stephen was full of grace and power. Say, I'm full of grace and power. He was full of favor. He was full of uh, God's power. He was full of sweetness, charm, and loveliness. You know, when you're full of grace, you're gracious. Right? When you're full of faith, I mean, when you're full of grace, you have the ability to serve. You have the ability to stand. And you have the ability to do the impossible. Paul told Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We've got to have some Christians who are strong in grace. Amen? Not flaky grace. Not a grace that says you can live any way that you want to and, and it's going to be okay. No. That's flaky grace. You don't have flaky grace. You have good biblical grace. I don't have time to go into that right now. Right? But to be full of grace means to be full of goodwill and kindness. You're, you're full of uh, a divine influence upon your heart. By grace are you saved. through. You are full of God's free offer. Hallelujah. You are full of grace and power. What did he do with the grace and power? He performed miracles. Yes, uh, I ordered the Reuben with fries. Stephen says, yes, would you like a miracle to go with that? Shall I supersize that for you? The Bible says he did miracles, signs, and wonders. Why? There were some hurting people. There were some people who just got born again, who had just come into the faith, and maybe they had a sickness. Maybe they had an infirmity. And there was Stephen waiting on tables, but he was full. He was full of God. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of integrity. He was full of faith. He was full of wisdom. He was full of grace. And because he was full, miracles were done. Signs were done. Things were performed that were impossible, but you need someone full. Someone empty can't do a miracle. Someone needs to be full, amen? When Peter, met, when, when Peter and John met the man at the gate, uh, beautiful, they had been full of the Holy Spirit. They were, they were there when he was poured out, and they're walking to prayer. They're going to prayer at 3 p.m. They're just going to prayer, what they always did. And they see this man. Peter said, such as I have, what did Peter have? He had the fullness of the Holy Spirit. 
He gave that to that man. What happened to that man? The man who had never walked started to leap and jump and praise the Lord. I'm telling you, when, when someone who's empty encounters someone that's full, there's going to be a chemical reaction or a chain reaction take place. Your fullness is going to make their empty go away. And you got enough inside of you to share your fullness with them and still be full. Why? Because you got a perpetuating generator that's always, you got a rivers of living water that are continually flowing out of your innermost being, right? Rivers, you got hydroelectric power. Because there's a flow from God's throne and it runs right through you. Hallelujah. Say, I'm full. Glory to God. Did you know that Jesus was full of grace and truth? That's what the Bible says in John 1.14. He was full of grace and truth. So if Jesus can be full of grace, that what, what does that mean? You and I can be full of grace. Amen? Glory to God. In Acts 11.23... When Barnabas was, he was sent to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw the grace of God that it was bestowed on them. He rejoiced and began to encourage them that with all, an unwavering heart to stay true and devoted to the Lord. Why would you have to encourage someone to stay true and devoted? Because there's a lot of possibilities where you could be undevoted. The devil will cause distractions to come up. And those distractions will hinder you if you pay attention to them from what God wants you to do. God wants you to do something, right? But you're distracted. You know it's hard to drive when you're distracted? True story. When Pastor Fiona got ordained, we had another pastor come in and perform the ordination for us. And after the service, we were going out to dinner. We were going to Applebee's on Hershey Park Drive. Hershey Park Drive has four lanes, two one way and two the other way, right? As we're going to Applebee's, we are in our lane going that direction. There was a car coming head on in our lane. They were three lanes off of where they should have been. Yeah, on a divided highway nonetheless. They're in our lane. I had to turn over. And thank God, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was the devil. The devil was driving that car. I mean, it's just nothing like, that's how the devil operates. You get ordained, he wants to take you out. But he was unsuccessful. It didn't work. Ha, 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 devil. It didn't work. We're still here. I was just able to turn and avoid. See, when you're full, the enemy will try to attack, and you'll just walk away like it was nothing. You'll bat it away like it's a fly. Amen? He'll throw the kitchen sink at you thinking he's win, but... And the devil will be like, how did they do that? How did they avoid that? How did that, how did that happen? He has no clue. See, when you're full, 
you will avoid his attack. Barnabas saw the grace of God. We got to continue in the grace of God. Amen? So God wants you full. Just like Stephen was full. Why does he want you full? Because he's got something for you to do. He's got someone for you to minister to. He's got an assignment for you. And you can't do that assignment in your own strength or in your own power. You need the help of the Holy Ghost. And you need to be full of the word. You need to be full of wisdom. You need to be full of the Holy Spirit. You need to be full of grace and power. And you need to be full of integrity. Stephen was full. And that's what qualified him. You know what's amazing? God's got qualifications for ministers. And when people don't qualify for something, they still want the blessing. Did Cain and Abel give an offering to God? The first murder recorded in the Bible occurred over an offering. Abel went and picked the best that he had. Why? Because he wanted to honor God. Cain did not. Was Was Abel's offering accepted? What happened to Cain's offering? It was rejected. But did God give him an opportunity to change? Yes, he did. He gave him grace. He gave him mercy. He said, if you do right, you'll be accepted. But if you don't, sin is crouching at the door. Cain could have qualified. He could have. God gave him an opportunity to do a redo. But he didn't. Instead, he gave in to the crouching tiger, which was sin, that was knocking at the door. He gave in to it. And he kept his bad attitude. It got worse. And it became hatred in his heart. He hated his brother. Because he gave in to it. He disqualified himself. God told him he could have qualified. But he didn't qualify. And he went and killed his brother. And then when God asked him about it, he said, where's your brother? I don't know. You liar. You just killed him. You laid him in the field. Now he's saying, I don't know where he is. Not only does he murder, but he lies now. Because he didn't qualify. They, they qualified to serve tables. And the qualification was simply to be full. Amen. How many want to qualify for God? God wants to fill you tonight. He wants to, so that you overflow. You know, it only takes a spark to start a fire. God wants to ignite that spark tonight. And if you say, well, I'm walking in the fullness. Great, wonderful. You can be filled again, though. Amen. Let's top it off. Let's top it off. It's not good to be half full or a quarter full. God wants you so. God God told Samuel when when he went to anoint David, he said, go fill your horn with oil. It's time to fill our horns to our horns tonight with oil. Yes. Amen. There's an oil flowing tonight. Yes, thank you, Lord. We're, 
already hit a gusher tonight. Amen? And, and God's going to fill you. So if you want to be full, I'm just going to give you an invitation. Gabriel, if you want to play, hallelujah, we're going to get full just like Stephen was full. Amen? You ever think about when Stephen got full? Was he one of the 3,000 that gave his heart to the Lord? Or was he one of the 120? I don't know. Maybe he was part of the 70. I don't know when he got fooled. But he had been full for a while because people were able to observe his life. And they were able to look at Stephen and say, this man's full. Right? We can look at Devon and Abby and say, boy, this couple's full. Amen? Full of the joy of the Lord. Full of faith. Amen? So if you want to get in the overflow... There's an overflow tonight. We're going to get into the overflow. It's not a separate building. It's the overflow of the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill each and every one up that wants to be filled tonight. You're not going to leave this place empty in the name of Jesus. Because God's got something for you. And as you come up here, I don't want you looking at me. I don't want you looking around. I just want you to look at God, focus on God. Amen? And if you pray in tongues, pray in tongues. We're going to loosen some rusted joints tonight. We're going to experience the fullness. Hallelujah. It's time to be intoxicated get intoxicated with just one drink. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release the fullness of your spirit, of your word, and of faith. Lord, fill her up until she overflows and bursts forth in the name of Jesus. Be full. Be full. Be full. Be full in the name of Jesus. And by faith, you just have to receive it. Amen? You just have to receive. In the name of Jesus, you're going to be like the Jordan at harvest time. The banks are always overflowing. Overflow. Overflow. Be full in the name of Jesus. Be full in the name of Jesus. When you're full, there's no room for fear. Be full in the name of Jesus. Be full of the Holy Ghost and fire. 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 In the name of Jesus, be full, be filled up, overflow, overflow, in the name of Jesus, be full of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, be full, be filled up, overflow, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now that you fill him up on his birthday. Fill him up with power for this hour. Fill him up with strength and wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Oh, fill him up full till he overflows. Father, fill her up in the name of Jesus. Joy, joy, joy. Fill her up. Fill her up, Lord. High octane, Father. High octane.
too in the name of Jesus. Be full. Receive the fullness of God right now and let it overflow in the name of Jesus. Be full in the name of Jesus. I release the fullness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Cause her to overflow in the name of Jesus. Overflow with strength and power and wisdom in the name of Jesus. Father, fill him up right now in the name of Jesus. Fill him full, full, full of the love, full of the power, full of vision, full of strength in the name of Jesus. Full of life, life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Father, fill her up right now in the name of Jesus. Cause her to overflow, overflow, overflow in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I give you thanks and praise. Fill her up right now in the name of Jesus. Fill her till she overflows. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks and praise and glory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, I give you thanks and praise for your divine supply and your new wine. Lord, fill her with your new wine, the intoxication of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Not being drunk as you suppose, but being filled with the Holy Spirit in the, and the fire in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Make her into a flamethrower, Lord. Fill her up with the fuel of God. Hallelujah. Let it burn in her bones in the name of Jesus. A passion for the holy. Right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks and praise. Father, fill him up right now in the name of Jesus. Out of his belly, Father, flow rivers, rivers of living water are gushing forth in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, let a fresh anointing come upon him right now and fill him up with the power of God, with the love of God, with the glory of God. In the name of Jesus, fill him up, Father. Cause him to overflow right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you. He's a man who stays by the spout where the glory comes out. And I thank you right now that you're filling him with your glory and your goodness and your power and your grace and your ability in the name of Jesus. Cause him to overflow right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Elizabeth was filled, she began to speak. When Zacharias was filled, he began to speak. Hallelujah. When John the Baptist was filled in the womb, he did flip-flops. What else are you going to do in the womb but just spin around, right? He was doing flip-flops. Amen. Flip-flops. Flip-flops. Hallelujah. May the flip-flop take place on the inside of you. Hallelujah. 
going to flip houses, God says, I'm going to flip your house. I'm going to bless it so much and so abundantly. It's going to, oh, your rooms will not be able to contain it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Just begin to praise God. Begin to exalt God right now. Hallelujah. trying to take you out every time. He can't take you out because God's got some great plans to prosper you and not to harm you but to give you an expected end. He will cause you to overcome each and every time that the devil tries to come against you. You will overwhelm him. The tables will be turned on him. Hallelujah! You are undefeated! Glory to God. Praise the Lord. You're a champion. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. What you doing? God's just giving you an oil change. He's changing your oil. Uh, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are preparing them for the next season. <laughs> the season of overflow. The land of more than enough. The land of too much. The land of plenty. Joshua, you are a warrior. You are named after two warriors that kept the faith in the midst of negative things. God has brought you up so that you can bear his faith 
and you can conquer. You, you have the strength to stand, the strength to endure, the strength to overcome. And your strength will, will do nothing but increase, increase, and increase. From this moment on, you are going to gain strength in the Lord. Strength. Hallelujah. He needs strong warriors. Father, I thank you right now. All the gifts, talents, and abilities that you put in this young man. My blessed nephew, Father. I just thank you, Lord, that you're extracting them by the Holy Ghost. We make a demand on those gifts right now. And we call them forth, Father. We're calling them to the surface in the name of Jesus. And we're going to loose you, Joshua. And we're going to let you go into what God has for you. Into all the blessings of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! that he's going to conquer new territories and he's going to possess new lands and you're going to do a good work in him, Father. And I give you thanks and praise that he will increase, increase, increase all the more in the name of Jesus. And Father, let a new and fresh anointing come upon Josiah right now in the name of Jesus. Let him be touched with the fire and let that fire grow. Let the let the the flame get hotter and the light get brighter and the gold get greater in the name of Jesus. them good measure pressed down shaken together and running over let your anointing be poured into them let it grow let it increase let it magnify in the name of Jesus I thank you Lord that the blessing of the Lord flows into their bodies flows into their pocketbooks it flows all throughout them wherever they go in the name of Jesus I give you thanks and praise that when they walk into a dark room it becomes instantly illuminated and Lord I give you thanks and praise cause them to be full and overflow in the name of Jesus hallelujah When God gets a group of people full, they can take cities. They can take nations. They can open prisons. When the church got together, they opened prisons. Supernaturally. (laughs) They sent an angel in there and the guards didn't even know what happened. (laughs) That's the kind of God we serve. Amen. Are you ready to see the transformation of Palmyra and this region? Because God's getting a group of people so full of him, so full of his word, so full of his will, so full of his Holy Spirit, that we're 
going to go and transform things for the kingdom of God. We are kingdom laborers, kingdom builders, kingdom workers. Hallelujah. We've been anointed with the Holy Ghost. Someone say, thank God I'm full. Enjoy your fullness. Walk in it. Live in it. Take it with you wherever you go. And listen to the voice on the inside. He is your God. God bless you. Have a great and wonderful night.